This is me checking it. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. Thanks. All right. So I am so excited. I, what week are we even in? Seven? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you guys probably have worse or maybe better feelings about that than I do. <laughs> I probably don't have much room to complain, but I can't believe it's been so far. Like, it's been that long in this semester. Like, we are now on, like, the latter half of this Fruit of the Spirit um, series that we've been going through, and I am, I'm legitimately, like, excited to see even more new faces. So, I'm Hannah, and familiar faces. I haven't seen these guys since summer, <laughs> but um, I'm glad you guys are here. I'm Hannah West. I'm one of the ministers here, um, and so we are going through this fruit of the spirit thing that we hear a lot about, where there's a bunch of songs about it. If you need someone to sing it for you, Meyer, Paul, they're all over it, and a lot of other people here. Um, so yeah, we are on week seven, apparently, for faithfulness. Um, and you might have some initial thoughts about this. Like with most things, there's probably some word association of like, oh, faithfulness means this. Um, you might think of like relationships where two people are faithful to each other. Um, like there isn't any cheating or infidelity. Like there's some loyalty there. You might think of like faithful to the vision whenever you join a company um, and like you're dedicated to those values whenever you sign on for a new job. Like that's part of the thing that makes it really attractive, right? Or whenever, you're, whenever you have a goal, whether that's like a mental health goal or maybe like a physical health goal, um, you choose a program or you go to counseling and like you're committed to those goals. You, you want to make it happen, right? And so you're consistent with those programs and you want, to, uh, you want to achieve something eventually, right? And there's like a bunch of other situations, I'm sure, that are out there that, where we are meant to be faithful, where we have that desire, Um, But in those situations that I just mentioned, um, the words used that that were in the sentences is like loyalty, like dedication, like dedication, dedicated, commitment, and consistent. And before anyone starts feeling like a little warm, like, oh, I do not want to be here tonight, like, don't worry, there's a lot of comfort in this. Um, And whenever it comes to faithfulness and like faithfulness to God specifically, Um, I think there's a lot of things that can get in the way, so you're definitely not alone. Um, Some of those things might be just like our own selfishness. Um, We may not trust what it is that God has for us. Um, We may think that we know best, so there might be some arrogance there, some pride. Um, Or we just might not even understand God's character and what his faithfulness means. And we live in a very individualistic culture where we are told, like, only you can handle yourself, like, pull yourself up, and, like, buck up, princess, like, come on, let's do it, you can, you, you can handle this yourself, and we're not really taught to rely on much, especially not God, right, and so, again, like, you're not the first one, definitely not the last one to feel these things, um, if you're in any of these situations and then some, um, just know you're not alone, and tonight, what we're going to be doing is uh, just seeing what this faithfulness means, and spoiler alert, like, the big thing tonight is, like, we, we really have such a small, minuscule understanding of what faithfulness means, even in a worldly sense, without the faithfulness of God, and so hopefully that's going to make sense in a second, Um, but before we go into um, faithfulness and where we see that in scripture, I'm going to go ahead and pray for us, and then um, we'll dive in. Uh, Father God, I want to thank you for um, who you are, for your faithfulness. 
um, whatever that means, God, whenever we forget, whenever we're confused, um, whenever things change, um, God, thank you for being steady and there and for always being a source of comfort who's always ready to listen, always ready to be there, and always ready to act. Um, God, any distractions that, that we may have tonight, um, I, I just submit those to you. We surrender those to you right now um, to hear what you have to say um, for us through your word. And um, God, just, just bless the words that are spoken tonight and that it can be you and, and not me. Um, so God, we, we submit these things to you and we surrender all this to you. And it's in your son's name. Amen. So for me personally, um, faithfulness just immediately stands out to me about God's character. Like, it's one of my absolute favorite things. Um, it's a hard thing to understand sometimes. Um, I have some situations in my own life where this is a tough thing to, to grapple with, and whether I haven't had very many good examples of what faithfulness means, or whether, whether it's my own character and my own anxiety that gets in the way of that, um, but but I, I strive to understand this, and it is very comforting to me whenever I think about the faithfulness of God. And so we're going to do what we usually do and look to Scripture, and we're going to see what the Bible says about faithfulness. So there's uh, four Scriptures to start off with in First Peter. Oh, by the way, I always forget to mention this, and sometimes I just forget to do it. But in the YouVersion app, um, if you go to Events, and wait, yeah, there's like a little, the three lines, if you click that, and then there's events, and then you'll see us, and I did it this week, so you're welcome, <laughs> and it's also up here, I'm sorry, guys, I can I am not faithful in doing the version app, sorry, <laughs> anyway, so if you're there, um, first Peter, <laughs> first Peter chapter four, verse 19 says, so then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator, and continue to do good. Faithful creator. 1 Corinthians 1.9 talks about God's faithfulness as well. It starts with, God is faithful. So, pretty cut and dry. <laughs> God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. God is faithful. In 2 Thessalonians 3.3, 3, But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Again, the Lord is faithful. Hebrews 3, 6, But Christ is faithful as the Son over God's house, and we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence in and the hope in which we glory. So again, this seems simple. Like, all right, we're done. Connection group, see you guys. Well, <laughs> what does that actually look like, right? So, um, so they're faithful creator. God is faithful. The Lord is faithful. But Christ is faithful. And even those phrases we could really dig into, but I'm not going to. I'm going to try not to go too long tonight. But um, the, these scriptures are about God's faithfulness. They're describing his character directly. And we know these are true. Um, all of these are in um, the New Testament. So just some Old Testament stories as well. Like this faithfulness is not a new concept right, from the very beginning, um, and then going into, like, um, if you guys are familiar with Abraham and Sarah, so these are, like, super old people, like, way past the time where they should be having children, like, just biologically, and they're, like, they've just accepted, like, oh, we're too old to have kids. However, 
God promises them that you're going to be the father of nations. And so guess what happens? Like, God delivers, right? Like, baby's born, yay. (laughs) And like, there's even a moment where Sarah like laughs at God (laughs) because she's just so stunned that like this has happened, right? And whenever we see other stories of um, Moses, like whenever he's about to cross the Red Sea, so so these these people who were in captivity, they were enslaved, they have no way out. And so they're stuck between like a rock and a hard place, like they're stuck between like the sea and like people hunting them down and God promises a way out. And so even we see faithfulness in Moses where we see the staff go in the water and then the Red Sea is parted and there's a way out. And then even like beyond that, whenever the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness, um, God provided manna, which is just bread that rains from heaven, um, and quail for like physical sustenance too. And whenever they begin to doubt this, like whenever like God tells them, um, only keep enough for the day, like there's going to be more tomorrow. Keep enough for today, like keep just enough to get you by, like there's going to be more tomorrow. Well, they start getting a little stingy. They keep even more, and then they find that it's completely rotten, absolutely no good. And so even whenever we doubt God's faithfulness, you know, there's consequence for that. And so I want you to think of, like, your life as well. Like, really look at your own life. Think you might have a situation already in mind of faithfulness, um, and that can be from, like, like, just think of a person like, like not, not even really talking about God right now, but think of a person in your life, believer or unbeliever, doesn't, doesn't matter for, for right now, but who is a person in your life who has shown up time and time and time and time again? Like right whenever you thought that you were all alone and that nobody cared, who was there? So looking at your own life, like, you know, these, like, we, we might be tempted to think of Bible stories as just Bible stories, but, like, they're history, right? Like, like they are, like, our Christian history. And so whenever you look at your own life, I want you to think of just what that meant to you whenever someone was faithful to you. Someone was faithful to your growth, to your um, development. Um, parents are not, you know, I, I think of my mom. She's, she's amazing. Um, and thinking back of, of all the situations, like you've been aching, you've been tired, and you really just don't feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, we've all go, gone through our own things, whether that's like COVID or like, you know, we've all suffered loss before. And even if you've lived like the best life possible, um, you really aren't exempt from heartache and trials. Um, just aren't. <laughs> um, and, and whether you've had a terrible time on this earth or you really couldn't ask for anything better, like both of those things are testaments to God's faithfulness. Like God's faithfulness doesn't just mean like a sudden rescue. Like God is consistent and he's always there and he's always working. And this is... Um, you can have your own thoughts about this, that's fine. Um, but something that we hear a lot and kind of just like makes me feel like, eh, like I, I don't love it, <laughs> is whenever we hear, like, God showing up. So we hear, you know, yeah, God showed up, and, like, man, he, like, 
he really brought it. Like, God showed up in this situation, and I don't have to fundraise anymore. <laughs> or, like, yeah, God showed up, and we have, like, 70 new people. Or, God showed up, and, like, I passed my exam. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, we hear, we hear this thing, like, God's showing up. And this is, I also might just be too literal. I'm okay with that. If that is, like, your take on this, I'm okay with that. But, like, this wonderful thing happened because God showed up kind of and kind of not, you know, I might just be playing semantics here, and I understand the sentiment, but I feel like that implies, like, God went somewhere, like, God went away and then came back. I don't know if that's true. (laughs) I don't think that God went anywhere. I understand, I understand the sentiment, I really do, but God didn't go anywhere, and I believe that. God didn't step outside the building and come back just in time to do something amazing, But instead, God has been here, continually working within us, within his creation, through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And there's a story in Deuteronomy where Moses is passing the baton to Joshua, um, so to speak, and Moses is getting too old to lead, and so... um, Like, if... By the way, if you're in a small group, this might be ringing some bells. Talking about Moses a lot lately. Um... And so this, like, really big responsibility, Moses is now, like, entrusting this um, to Joshua next. And and in Deuteronomy 31, um, this is what Moses says to Joshua. Uh, Starting in Deuteronomy, verse 7, Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, In the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people, the Israelites, into the land that, that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, but you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Like, God didn't show up. He's already here. He promises to never leave us nor forsake us. And maybe God isn't showing up, but instead we are. Maybe we started paying attention to how God has been and is currently working in our lives. Maybe God isn't the one that's showing up. Maybe we are. And something that, that has stuck with me, and I hope always sticks with me, um, a couple years ago, um, me, Caitlin, and Aaron, like Ben and Adam's wives, uh, we, were, we were streaming a conference, and there's an interview with Shelly Giglio. If you guys know Louis Giglio and like the passion conferences, like she, she's awesome. She's one of my favorites. But, um, so she was being interviewed, and she was asked the question, like, what do you want your legacy to be? Like, this is a woman who has, who holds a lot of, like, influence, a lot of power, and she was asked, what do you want your legacy to be? Like, what do you want to be remembered for? Shelly replied, I just want to be faithful. I want to be the girl who shows up day after day and is there for people, and I know that if I'm faithful, there will be fruit. I want to be faithful over fruitful. And that might be a funny thing to hear whenever we're talking about, like, fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> like, to mention, like, I'd rather be faithful over fruitful. Um, that might seem a little backwards tonight, um, but what, but what Shelly Giglio is trying to get at is that while you're being faithful, then have faith that God is going to take care of the rest. In order to be faithful, you have to have faith. In order to have faith, you need to be able to trust. And there are a lot of reasons why it is hard for us to trust. It's hard to let go of control. Um, We've been hurt by people that we've trusted. Uh, You may have never had an example um, of what faithfulness or trust looks like. 
However, it, it's still a command, right? Like, that doesn't change. And the comforting thing tonight is, like, like, his, like, I don't think it's really in God's character for him to ask us to do things that aren't possible with him. Like, I don't think God is, like, be faithful, good luck. I'm going to show up later. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, I, I, just, I just don't think, I don't think that's it. I, I, I don't think that's it. Um, and what I mean by this is that we're able to do these things because we are empowered by his Holy Spirit, which is what this whole thing is about, like fruit of the Spirit. Like we are empowered by that. And just to keep coming back to it, like we, we really don't know what faithfulness looks like in our lives until we look at the faithfulness of God. And going back to those scriptures, like we've been talking about a, a lot about God, and so how, how are we involved in this again? So Bailey, if you'll go back to those um, scriptures. So in First Peter... So then, so then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. So where are we in that? If we suffer according to God's will, actually it doesn't even say if, it says those who suffer according to God's will, which implies like it's going to happen, continue to do good. The next one, 1 Corinthians, God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship. You are called into fellowship with his son. Second Thessalonians, the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Hebrews 3, Christ is faithful as the son over God's house and we are his house if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence, so hold, for, hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. And so tonight in your connection groups, um, what you're going to be doing is you're going to discuss like what that practically looks like um, in, in your lives. You guys are going to figure out that application part together, um, how to implement faithfulness in your lives. Um, but I do want to just like cheer you on with a real life example. Um, has anyone ever heard of um, Johnny Erickson Tata? It looks like Joni, but it's Johnny one person. Well, she is amazing. You guys should all read her books and listen to her sermons and all these good things. Um, so something about Johnny is that uh, she is a quadriplegic. She was in a diving accident where she immediately um, was paralyzed from the neck down. And so what happens now is that she has to endure like severe amounts of pain like constantly. So think about the worst pain that you've ever felt but constant and probably worse. Um, she has to rely on others to dress her, to feed her, to write for her. Like, she's an author. Um, she's a speaker. She's the founder of Johnny and Friends, who um, they, like, provide custom wheelchairs for those in need, like, all around the world. Um, but she, she made a decision that she wasn't going to let the pain of the result of an accident dictate her life. She, she took the devastation, and she began something new. And so within her life, we see so much faithfulness. We see her faithful husband who has to get up like every couple of hours to like turn her in bed because she can't do it herself. She has to rely on a lot of staff and nurses. Um, she has to like just rely on a lot of people dealing with her medication and her doctors, all these things. She has to really trust in a lot of people around her. And something that... 
um, that I love about her is that there have been people who probably have good intentions. They'll, they'll come up to her, and they have no idea who she is. I mean, she's, like, really famous, and, like, she's, she's pretty unique. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. Anyways, and so people will see her, and they'll, you know, with, with good intentions, you know, Christians will come up to her, and they'll say, um, oh, you know, if, if, if you would just have faith, like, you would be healed. If you've never dealt with chronic pain before, think a little bit before you say things like that. But like, you know, if, if, you had a li- if, if you had a little bit of faith, like, like, like you, you would be healed, which is implying she doesn't have enough faith. And her response is that, to that is, maybe you don't have enough faith. And that sounds like a really odd place to end here tonight, but the takeaway from that is just, like, God tells us that, like, faith of the size of a mustard seed can move mountains, I don't know where you are in this right now. You're going to talk about it in your connection groups, and you're going to see how faithfulness fit, fits in, in, into your life and how your life fits into God's faithfulness. But think about how different the world would look if we all had the faith and faithfulness like our God, like those stories that we've heard in the Old Testament, like people like Johnny or Shelley Giglio. Um, like, like what, what would be different? If we could lift our heads up of what seems to be our everything, what gets us really zeroed in on the things that may or may not matter, I don't know. Like, what, what would change if we could really recognize that God has been working for a very long time? And what would happen if we were in that story with him? I don't know. There's a lot of right answers to that. How would the lives, like, like how would your life be different? How would the lives around you be different? And so again, just coming back to God and his faithfulness again and again and again. And it's my prayer that we can hear these words and hopefully at the end of this road we'll hear, well done, good and faithful servant. All right, so I'm going to pray and then we're going to head into connection groups. Uh, Father God, thank you for, again, who you are, for your faithfulness, for your love and mercy, um, for your grace, um, for your son that makes all this possible, God. Um, thank you for your spirit who empowers us to do these things. Um, God, thank you for your patience and, um, and the way that you love us, the way you know us intimately and um, continue to work in our lives. And God, thank you for being constant and steady and um, available. So God, uh, we love you and we give all this to you. It's in your son's name. Amen.